What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ray. And we got a good one for you today. We're hanging in the lair, catching up on our stacks and everything we've been getting into this week. Uh, but how you doing, buddy? What's new? Let's shake a lakin. <laughs> Dude, I'm shake doing great. Shake a bacon? Dude, I got a confession before we get going. I got to tell you something that happened to me today. Oh, no. And I'm I want nervous. you to tell me if what I did was justified in your eyes or if I was in the wrong. And if I, and I, you know, I appreciate your opinion and I respect it. And so I want you to be straightforward with me. <laughs> when I tell you this, <laughs> don't get nervous. <laughs> All right. All right. So, you know me, I, um, I don't say, I, I don't want to say I'm a stickler, but I like to like maintain my, my yard at my house. Right. You know, like I make sure my lawn's cut, you know, my bushes out front are trimmed up. My tree's not in anybody's yard. You know, I take care of the weeds. Like I take pride in taking care of my yard. And on another Typical hand. Typical dad. Yeah. And on, a, on the other hand, like, I don't know, like sometimes like, you know, if it's a busy week, I just like being out there doing yard work, you know, just, I don't know. It's just a relaxer for me, I guess you could say. Like, you know, just like you said, typical dad style. Anyways, dude, so I get home and I'm going to take some trash out in the backyard and my neighbors behind me, their trees are wild and they always just come in our yard. So every once in a while, I'll just do them a a solid and I'll cut their branches that are hanging in my yard, right? And I'll toss them. Whatever, no big deal. Well, they finally decided to trim their trees. I don't know if they had a company come out and do it or if they did it themselves, but I walk out in the backyard And I kid you not, in the corner of my yard where their tree usually hangs in my yard, they had about 30 branches that they cut off their tree just laying in my yard. What? Dude, just like a pile, like, I mean, they trim their tree to the max. It looks like just a trunk. That's how bad they trimmed it down. So I don't know if it was them or like they hired a company, but whoever did it, left a ton of trimmings just in my yard, you know? And I said, no, 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 (laughs) no. So first, just to make sure I wasn't going to get in trouble, I went and got my wife. I said, look at this. Look, 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 look at this. And she was like, why would they do that? You know? And I was a little more upset than she was. And so I grabbed them all and I tossed them right back over. Yeah. No, I said, I'm tossing all these over in this person's yard. Like I felt bad afterwards, but I was like, dude, who does that? I think you're 100% justified, and I would have recommended that same course of action had you asked me. Good. I mean, part of me was like, man, maybe I should have knocked on the door and been like, hey, look, you know, I don't know if you guys did it or you hired somebody, but this, you know, a little ridiculous. Maybe one or two I could see, okay, whatever. But it's like they cut the whole side that was hanging in there, and the guys are just like, eh, we're fine. Dude, that's not acceptable. All right. That's not, I feel that's better not now. acceptable. Okay. I feel better that you told me this. Now I don't feel as bad, but um, I tossed they, them all back over, man. Dude, if they end up knocking on your door, you just <laughs> give them my phone number and you'd be like, my buddy Kyle said that this was okay. Listen, and what uh, I did was justifiable. And um, take, your, take your tree trimmings and keep them in your own yard. That's a hilarious, like true dad story though like, yeah 
<laughs> do you wake up in the morning and just look out your window and be like, that's my yard, baby. I, you know, dude, I do take pride when I'm old. Like, dude, in the summer months when like it's not scorching hot yet, like right when it's getting summer and the grass is like super green and I trim it and like I'll look at it in the morning. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and my wife, you know, my wife, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's Checking, Checking out the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> the next step for you, man, is you're going to be like wearing new balances and getting all the no, grass stains. I'm not doing, no, I don't go that far yet. I mean, maybe one day. And my yard's not huge. <laughs> like, I don't have a huge patch of grass, but I do mow it in different directions every single time. So it looks cool. Oh, no, Dad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I am that guy. I mean, yeah. Anyways, that's all I had to say before we get going. Let's get going to the show, my man. No, I want to keep getting into this psyche of yours. I think this is way more interesting. Let's have a therapy session right now. No, dude. I have an orange tree now. Like, I'm starting to get a green thumb. My orange tree's producing some oranges this year. Super stoked on that. Yeah, I got. we have an orange tree in the back. Um, and we also have like a... We had a little garden last summer, but we didn't do it this year. Oh, man. I tried a garden. Ugh. Let's not even go down that. It's not, it's not as easy as it seems. Dude, It's t- if it's not on an automatic timer, especially here in Arizona, like, dude, I leave one day and forget to water it, it's torched. You They're all ki- dead. You can kiss that vegetable or fruit goodbye. <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Oh, man. It's easier to do than indoor plants, man. I feel like I kill every single indoor plant. So, anyways, <laughs> let's get back to comics. That's uh, enough rant that for me. Is why people tuning in? Yeah, I my thought bad. they were here for our for our talk on indoor plants. Listen, let's talk about trimming lawns and yeah. Anyways, that was it. I'm yeah. I'm just glad you are are on my side, and now I don't feel as bad. Yeah, man, I got your back. But dude, what have you been? Uh, what were you able to get into this week, dude? What was but your yeah, favorite read? I got some good read. You know, what? I want to start out with one that wasn't my favorite for the week. All right, all right. Yeah, let's and, hear. Um, it. I loved issue one. Uh, so I was super stoked for issue two, but um, it's from Sean Lewis and Hayden Sherman uh, from Image. It's called Above Snakes, issue two. Now, I didn't hate it, per se, but um, definitely wasn't as good as the first one, and I, I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, it was definitely like a, a total left turn from the first issue, right? Like, all of a sudden, it just seemed like a, almost like a little romance love story, uh, but I, I mean... It was definitely kind of shocking. You know, he left off with like this wild action scene where he's taken out a bunch of bad dudes in this like brothel. Now, all of a sudden, it's this really kind of slow paced uh, scene with this woman, right? Yeah. So I guess, I mean, we kind of gave it a little background last time we talked about this one, but we follow, it's following this dude. He, um, his wife was, I think, murdered by this gang. Um, What's yeah. the game called? They wear black, black masks. Black, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they all are. So if you're part of this gang, you have this black bandana you carry around. So he's on a vengeance mission to um, pretty much kill everybody in that gang, right? And so, like you said, ish- issue one is, you know, there's some action in it. He finds this gang in this town and saves some people. And um, like you said, the way it ended was super cool. And then this one kind of starts out and it just went like a totally different direction. And uh, he has like a love interest in this one almost. And um, this little um, buzzard that he has with him is like almost poking fun at him, you know, at him for it. Like kind of give him a hard time because 
he's technically still always talking about his wife, you know? Yeah, that's like why he's doing everything. Yeah, and now here this chick comes around and he's like swooped up. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I kind of still thought it was cool, though. I mean, I thought that uh, their interaction was neat, right? Because she ends up finding the dude... Who is a black mask? Well, first of all, let me. I'm jumping the gun. What the heck was going on on the first two pages of this issue, dude? Yeah, that's the um the first dude in the very beginning. He's like a local, like in this time, like a drug dealer. Oh, he was in the first issue. Yeah, he was in the first issue too. They talk about him. Oh, I didn't. Re- I didn't remember him, and I just had no idea. Like, it's these two pages, and it kind of just. I didn't, I don't know. Yeah, I still so, don't know what all's going on with him. He has something to do, I think, with his maybe his wife's disappearance or death or something in this game. Yeah. Um, so he's still kind of weird to me. I'm not 100% sure what his story is. But um, when he's, so it opens up and he's sitting in the bar, right? And that girl, this girl, I forget her name. She's kind of hitting on him a little bit. But I thought that the bird was hilarious to him. He did have some funny one-liners. And she's, he's like, oh, he's, you know, she's like, she likes you, is what the bird's saying to him. And he's like, ah, no way. And she's like, oh, yeah, she's she's showing some throat. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he did have some cool one-liners. And he gives him a hard time, like, the entire issue. Yeah. But it just kind of hung out here a little, a lot and kind of did some backstory on both of them, or at least her and what happened. But a little bit of backstory on him and his wife, too. You got to see, uh, right? That was him and his wife in that flashback. When they were, yeah, when he were, they were young. So he's known his wife since he was a young, probably preteen, maybe teenager. Yeah, but he kind of meets this girl as they're wandering. And anyway, uh, so they're kind kind of sitting on this hill, and she sees the dude who murdered her her father. Yeah, her dad. And yeah. she wants to kill it, kill him. Uh, but dude, that kind of goes sideways, man. When she finds that stuff out, what her dad did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I liked it because she couldn't pull the trigger and then the, what's our main dude's name? I did like the end, how you, what you're saying. Like, I don't know. Dude, I'm terrible with names. I know me too, but I like what he says to her. He's like, nah, you're a good person. Let's keep it that way. And he does the job for her. Yeah. He takes care of the dirty deed. Yeah. And then admits like, you know, whatever relationship they thought they had going on isn't going to go anywhere now. Yeah. But I think ultimately it's just kind of almost like a, a total side issue. Like it didn't really continue the story for me. It kind of felt like a one B, you know what yeah. I mean? Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So our main character, his name, I think they call him dirt. Oh, dirt. Yeah. yeah Joe right. dirt. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you quote Joe dirt in the last episode? I did. I did. Don't get me going. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's funny that uh, it's a Hayden Sherman doing the art on it. I feel like I'm enjoying a lot of Hayden Sherman's art recently. Yeah, the art is cool, especially like some of the end, dude, like the few last panels, like when she's trying to sh- take this guy out and her hands like all shaky on the gun. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, didn't really uh, live up to the first issue. I still enjoyed a lot of stuff about it, and I'm definitely... I think I'm still invested. I think I'll pick up three. I'm still picking up three as well. It's not that I'm totally turned off. I know some a few people were not into it. Um, but um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'm still on board for three. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. 
Right on. Dude, but speaking of Hayden Sherman, I know another one that we both read that, dude, I'm loving it, man. Uh, yeah. Dark Spaces Wildfire, number two. Dude, from IDW, I love this story still, man. Yeah, I know you were, uh, uh, you were, you liked number one even more than I did, but yeah. dude, number two was amazing, and the artwork is just phenomenal. Dude, the paneling is literally the paneling some is of what my kills favorite. it in this. Yeah, dude, the paneling is so like unique. I want to say, yeah, and I haven't seen it, like in in a lot of different comics, and I thought I love it. I thought the paneling was, dude, fantastic. It looks so intricate, and like every page is so interesting that you never are bored. Like ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but dude, what do you think of the story and what goes down with Mon crew here, dude? No, I love it. The story progresses, you know, pretty cool. They, they're, you know, got this heist planned out. Ma's still kind of like before it happened, she's still kind of on edge about it, which is totally understandable. You know, like yeah. she's been doing this job for years, but, um, I, th- I think she's, re- she's, you know, she's like, dude, I deserve this. And, you know, so she, she's kind of still on the fence though in the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, they get ready to go up to this fire. It's like, um, they're gathering with all these other different crews and she, you know, she's given this, you know, Hey ma, where, where are you guys headed? And she's like, Oh no, what do I do? You know, do I say, Hey, we're going to take the East route and like go towards this house that we're planning or do I blow it off? You know, and you can tell she's yeah. super hesitant, but, um, she did it, man. And like you said, right after she leaves, dude, these panels are so good. just the best, man. This two page spread of all these panels are just and the, the art, the coloring, it's dude, I love it all. And what I love about that first panel there, like it's kind of like right right when they're heading on, you know, on the trail towards where they're trying to go. And that it's got all these panels kind of flying towards them. And it just makes me feel like like all that's hitting them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Just kind of overwhelming. Like all the things you're worried about, all the things that could happen, like all these emotions just flooding in and it's just such a rad way to kind of portray that on this splash page, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. So, like, so one of these prisoners has intel on this house that's on the side of this mountain or this cabin that has a ton of crypto up there, right? Cryptocurrency. So, they're going to, the plan is to go steal it. At the same time, though, they're still really fighting a fire. So, they have yeah. the dangerous potential of all kinds of unlimited things to go wrong with this fire that they're trying to fight, you know? Plus then the adrenaline and danger that they have trying to, you know, break into this cabin that they don't know if it's occupied or, you know, they really aren't sure. And as they're yeah. going up there, they see a chopper flying over, right? It's, and they're like, oh, that's going to come back. Oh, yeah. Big time. You know, that's going to come back to haunt them. So it's not a news chopper. It's not a, you know, it's not there helping fight the fire. And, you know, it has to do with someone at that big fancy cabin. Yep. So that's going to come back and bite them, I think. That's it, definitely coming back. And Ma, like the whole time, she keeps mention, like, mentioning these, like, you know, you always got to watch out for these variables. I won't use the language she uses, but, yeah, yeah. you know, you always got to watch out for these things that, that always pop up, right? And I think that's yeah. going to be another one that's going to pop up and, and get them. Yep. Dude, so they're walking through the, the forest and they run into <laughs> to some mountain lions. Yeah. Did you notice? I don't think you have the same cover as me, but I didn't realize this at first. But the uh, on this, the eyes there are actually the mountain lions. 
Oh, that is cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah, the cover I have they have is like shows like the the lions in the background. Yeah, yeah. That is cool though. I didn't notice that on your cover. That's rad. And uh, anyway, dude. So they get to the house. The house is super fancy, almost too fancy. Yeah, it shouldn't. That's like when I think of a cabin in the woods. You know, I think of like an old A-frame or something. You know. Right. And this yeah. is like a super nice, like modern, like all compound glass, practically. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, dude, so the they're having some issues like like it's taking a little long to get that code in there and they're all mm-hmm. freaking out already. And then it, so they get in. But what do you think about their kind of reaction to getting in and, uh, you know, kind of taking it a little too easy for you, you think, like kind of partying it up a little quick? So at first I did think that. But then a second I thought, dude, these are prisoners. Right. Yeah. They live, you know, when they're not out fighting fires they live in a cell or i'm assuming you know so like to them like this it's huge so they you know what do you you know put yourself in their shoes you know coming from prison to that it's like i mean for ma it's probably not a big deal right because she's on the outside and so she Mm -hmm. can see that kind of stuff on the daily but for them it's like another like just level of freedom i guess maybe they felt and they're you know so they were they were partaking pretty heavily. We'll see what happens. I know, dude. Trying on like having a little fashion show at lunch. Dude, fashion show, <laughs> eating, <laughs> drinking, and then they run into some trouble. Dude, so so the thing is is that to get the what they want, their heist involves a transfer of data to a USB stick. Yeah. And uh that's taking some time apparently. I yeah, 30 I think, minutes. Yeah, 30, 40 minutes or something for them to download. And I think the window they have is like a couple hours. So they have like an hour cushion, I think, for anything to go yeah. wrong, they were saying. But um yeah, that last scene, I don't know if we want to spoil it for anybody, uh, or for those who haven't read it. I mean, we can. You know me on spoilers, I'm not like too worried about yeah. it. Let's <laughs> just uh let's leave it vague. They run into a huge surprise, dude. Uh what do you think's gonna go down, man? I don't know if that's going to freak them out and they're going to dip or if they're going to, you know, like, cause ma, like what's her, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she, she there's going to be like a moral dilemma there, you know, like, I don't know how she's going to handle it. I, I kind of figure how the other one that, you know, all the inmates would handle it, but I don't know how she's going to handle that situation. Yeah. Cause Which, I feel like the reaction you could have is try to do something about it or leave it alone. My suggestion would be leave it the heck alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you don't got to do anything. Shut the door, walk away. That's what I mean. Like, I think the the four or five, the inmates, I think they would just be like, yeah, we didn't see that. Let's get. But I don't know if Ma's going to do that. You know? Oh, no. You think Ma might have that moral dilemma where she feels like she needs to say something. Yeah, that's what I mean. So now uh, I think there's going to be that issue. It might put a little rift in the in the group. And, you know, then they're going to have the fire and then... The people, the people that live there or, or are there are going to come back, I think. So there's going to be all these crazy things going down. I, that's that's what I think is going to happen in the next couple issues. I didn't even really think about that, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's just, I can't wait now, man. I know. So it's been cool, man. I love, uh, dude, Scott Snyder's killing it and yeah. uh, Sherman with the art. Like, it's great. Dude, really quick. I don't know if in yours, if you turn to the very last page, it gives you like a preview for... The next issue, at least just like a couple panels. Dude, look at that artwork, man. Hayden Sherman, bro. Let me take a gander. I don't... Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, that is pretty rad. I think a lot of this has to... um, Yeah, dude, Hayden Sherman. 
artist. <laughs> no, I'm trying. You know what's so funny is because every time there's like a page like this, I always get confused. So it's writer Scott Snyder, artist Hayden Sherman, colorist Rhonda Pattinson. Pattinson. She deserves a lot of credit. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Because the coloring's fantastic. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, like I just even like the tone, like when they get into the house, like it's it just sets the like I don't know, it's so good. Yeah. No, all three them combined right now. I I uh, just this is one of my favorite series right now. It's it's uh it's red. I like it. Yeah, man. Me too. Well, what else you get into, man? Any other books you get a chance to read? Dude, yeah. I got a, I read quite a bit extra this week, but two I want to kind of spotlight real quick. Um, dude, I got this one from DC. Heard good things, dude. That covers bad. Yeah, Batman, One Bad Day, The Riddler, um, from Tom King and Mitch Gurids, I want to say. I there don't it know. is. Not, not 100% sure, but, um, dude, the art's great. The cover of this one is probably my favorite cover since, I think, probably the first calculated man cover and um it's it's almost like a in between a trade and like a couple single issues it's huge that's a big old boy that's a big old boy (laughs) but anyways i don't know if you know what they're doing with these um they're all one shots oh so like a different story but kind of in the same sort of world or something it's gonna spotlight all batman's enemies Oh. Or not, I wouldn't say all of them, but most of them. Like, there's going to be a, uh, like, this one's the Riddler. Um, and then there's going to be um, Two Face, Bane, Razagul. Um, I can't remember what Penguin, I think. I, don't, I didn't see one for Joker, which I guess is fine because he's, all, you know, he's there all the time. Uh, Clayface is another one, one that you don't hear that often. Um, so yeah, they're all one shots. They're all written in art by different people. And I think Tom King, uh, Tom King's on another one. He's, I think the only one that's doing multiple of these. Oh, okay. So they're going to have different, different writers for different each teams. one too. Yeah. And dude, oh, they look rad. You'll have to check out some of the art on some of the covers I was looking at. The two face one looks rad. Like, so I'm super stoked on these. So I'll be picking these ones up and they're dude, the quality on these. You can't be like, even look at the back. It's just rad. Yeah. Dude, I'd be all in on Clayface and Bane. Yeah, the Bane, dude, you should check them out. This one was cool, pretty dark. Um, it kind of shows you like the backstory of Riddler and just his like childhood and kind of how it turned, how he turned into how he is. And um, he plays some games. Well, actually, he almost like stops playing games with Batman. And um, it's pretty crazy what he does. Um, I won't spoil it for you if you wanted to check it out. But um, I loved it, man. The art was cool. Um, definitely dark, like I said. Um, really good. But it just I like how you see the Riddler's like upbringing and how his father was to him and how it kind of turned him into this crazy person and how his even how he has a um, a professor he goes to this really prestigious school because he's super super smart and his professor's like introducing him to these riddles right and he's like super book smart like gets you know aces everything he's like the best in his class but then when his professor like sneaks in these riddles at the end he like doesn't know how to react to a riddle you know he's like what do i do here there's no like definitive answer you know and it freaks him out and his professor's like no dude you got to learn to just take life you know easy don't worry about getting you know a's and this and that and um it leads to some gnarly interaction with him and his professor and um it, it was pretty cool man 
Dude, that sounds good. I've heard good things, dude. That's like one of those ones where I could see myself wanting to buy like a collected of all of the one shots together. That'd be like an oversized that or something would be cool. Dude, if they do that, it would be definitely something to to grab because it would probably be a beautiful book. I mean, just this thing, like when I started going through it, I was just impressed with it. It's, it's nice. Heck yeah, dude. Well, I'm glad you got into that, man. So, yeah. You know, as you're, as you're talking about it though, and I, I know this is jumping ahead a little, so we won't get too much into it, but when you're talking about him doing riddles, it just reminded me of, uh, abomination and his seven haikus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and dude, yeah. speaking of Batman too, I did hear the news that um they the second Batman got um the green light. So I don't know when they're going to start filming or what, but you know, we 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 did um an episode on on Batman on the on the yeah, newest movie that came out and I loved um, it. Yeah, so super stoked on that and um we'll see who they introduce as bad guys in that one or the villain. And Better um, not be Joker. I hope it's Bane. I hope it's Bane, too. It'd be be cool cool. if it was Clayface. (laughs) Could you imagine the biggest (laughs) villain in this one is Clayface? People would be like, what? I'd be so down, though. (laughs) Oh, man. But, um, hey, real quick before I I wrap up my, I guess, most most of my reads. This is the other one that stuck out. And I know you and Ross have been waiting to hear my verdict. So I'm too is, nervous. Hold so, on, hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. I'm too nervous. I'm too nervous. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So I read volume one of Saga. Get myself ready. Get Rock, ready. Prepare for this. yourself for an image. Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Fiona Staples. Um, dude, the art's super rad. The whole overall story arc, I loved. All right. All like right. you get this cool like story of two random people who shouldn't be together, right? Like polar opposites. And they just freaking love their kid. Yeah, and they they come together, and you can still there see that their relationship is still pretty new, right? And um, but they, you know, they have this baby. Her name's Hazel, and they are gonna do anything they can to keep her safe, to get her away from the chaos um, that they're surrounded with from this huge war that's going on between um, the Moonies, right? Is that I think yep. they're called the Moonies, and she's from. Um, landfall land something landfall and yeah. then there's the horns and yeah and so um just super cool man the the world is really cool like it kind of reminded me yes it is huge it kind of reminded me of like fifth element style bro yeah i could see that for sure kind of gave me like that style like the whole time i was reading this i was like dude i want to go watch fifth element again i used to love dude, that now i did too man now i'm gonna watch it tonight i think <laughs> dude you should man i used when that was like super popular and like first came out on like hbo back in the day every and you know how they replay it like once a day on HBO, you know, dude, I was playing, I would watch that thing nonstop. That's pretty good, man. But um, that's kind of the vibes it gave me. But anyways, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. There was, there were a couple pages that of, of some, some stuff I wasn't expecting, but, um, you know, definitely m- mature audience on, on some of these, some of these pages for sure. Um, 100%. But, but yeah, but other than that, like, um, I thought it was rad, dude. I, I want to get the other volumes for sure. And I know they're taking a hiatus for the rest of the year, I think you said. So I've got some time to catch up. There is a, there's no short, there's no, it, the crazy pages that you're referencing don't necessarily go away. Uh, 
But I think that like when you're dealing with such a big world, like you kind of expect it. But it was a, some of it was over the top. For yeah, sure. Especially early on when he's in that that one uh, that one land, Sextopia pretty, or something like that. Yeah, it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. So pretty crazy. But dude, I love the freelancers. I thought they like every character is just really well done. Like, dude, I did thought, you like Lion Cat? Um, dude, the dude, what's that? The Will's uh, yeah. sidekick or whatever. Yeah, super cool. Love one. And yeah. Um, yeah, the Will ends up like at first the Will. I thought he was like this arrogant jerk. And then he does some cool stuff like in, in like halfway through volume one. And I was like, dude, I love this guy now, you know, <laughs> and dude, don't ruin it for me. Dude. I know, I know. But now he has, you know, he's out to get the dude who's after um, our two main characters now because he killed the the other freelancer that he was still in love with. The spider one, right? Yeah, the spider chick. I can't remember. Wasn't the her artwork name. on that just awesome? Yeah, she was red. Like she comes up like she has no arms and you're like, what the heck? And all of a sudden she has all these guns and weapons uh-huh. and you're just like, dude, you're gonna get smoked messing with this chick. Dude, so uh I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I'm glad you wanna keep reading it. I just wanna know like Fiona art, Fiona's art, man. Fiona Staples, like, wasn't it so? It's just like it's totally its own thing, dude. It's like so clean. I love the like text that just is kind of like in the background when Hazel's talking or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know how how to describe. No, yeah, no, that's absolutely right. It's not in any like type of bubble or anything. It's just floating there. Yeah, it just gives Saga its own sort of feel and that world. It's so distinct. Uh, and a lot of these characters are unique, like the ghosts, like the one that's just chopped in half. She's kind of attached to Hazel for a while. Yeah. What was her name? Um, didn't it, was it like Rose or something? I can't remember. I'll have to look. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, dude, really cool, man. And um, yeah, I'm just still- off the cuff. I know you're not prepared for this, but what would you give the first volume out of five? I'd probably give it at least a four. Nice. All right. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, like, dude, it was, you know, for such a big world and a lot going on, it was pretty still, it was pretty easy to read still. Yeah, that's what, that was one of the things that Brian K. Vaughn says early on about it was that he wants this big world, but he wants it to be like, kind of like easy enough for anybody to get into. Mm -hmm. Like anybody off the, you know, you don't have to be a seasoned comic book vet to like yeah. really get into this huge world and i mean it's, if you want to you know kind of compare it to like a fantasy work like a fantasy story like you know we did coda recently or even seven to eternity like compared to like coda like man like that one i was confused you know i was like okay what's going on with then this one even though the world is so big it was still super easy to read i never was really lost like 100 percent. It, it was well written well put together and so yeah yeah, stoked on it. Um, Ross, I'm going to um, start buying all the volumes, my man. I'm catching up. Right on, dude. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I think it just gets better, honestly. There's still some really gnarly stuff. Uh, you still haven't met my favorite character in the whole series yet. You get there around issue 31. Uh, so cool, man. Yeah, but yeah, thanks, dude. I'm glad I finally finally was able to get into it. And um, yeah, don't have to be nervous anymore. <laughs> can re- relax a little bit huh but um what'd you get into besides the ones we kind of covered already what else did you get into this week well yeah really quick i tried to start reading coda volume two mm. dude 
I got like three pages in and had to stop for a second because I was so confused. Yeah. I don't blame you, dude. That I mean, it had potential and there was a lot of good stuff in there, but I was it was kind of a confusing story to me. Yeah. It started off and I was just like, wait, what's happening? Do I actually like go back and read the last issue of volume one? So I kind of put it on pause for a little bit. But dude, one of the series I've been loving, you know I've been loving it. Tyler Crook, The Lonesome Hunters. Mm-hmm. I got to uh, dive into issue number three, and it did not disappoint, dude, at all. Uh, you get some of Lupe's backstory, and you find out that she was like an orphan, that both of her parents died, and that like it actually like brings to light some of the earlier stuff about why she was living with her uncle, why it hurt so much that her uncle died, even though he was a jerk, is because it was her last family member. Mm. And anyway, so they're they're. <laughs> Uh, I forget his name now, but the old guy, Howard, Lupe and Howard. I can't remember, man. I'm so bad at names, bro. I know. I'm terrible. And part of it is because you know, sometimes I read so many stories and I I don't know. I just forget. Yeah. So he decides, you know, the pocket watch that the uncle had that Lupe found, it, the magpies want it back. First of all, I love the fact that the, the like... That it's got this like cultishy uh, feel to it in the background, and these these magpies that are like these crazy creatures. I don't know. I love it. Anyway, so he they want they're like um, hoarders, or they love treasure, and uh, they consider this pocket watch to belong to them. So Howard, I'm gonna keep saying Howard, dude. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I love it. And it's hilarious because you actually sent me the first two issues of this. So I'm going to hopefully dive into it this weekend. So I'm, I'm probably just going to now just refer to him as Howard, even if it's not Howard. <laughs> so he decides they're sitting at Howard's sister's house and kind of just laying low. And while Lupe is asleep, he decides he's going to go to um, the Magpies, right, to to deliver this pocket watch to him on his own. But she ends up kind of getting tagging along with him because anyway i'm being a little bit convoluted she ends up tagging along so they go together dude to drop off this uh the pocket watch to the magpies dude and uh dude look at the artwork on the magpies is it because oh that is cool is it because they don't they just want to be done with it and give it back to him so they don't have to yeah he's like hey yeah if i give you guys this back just promise me you'll leave us alone like that's all we want like here take it we don't want this watch you just leave us alone but dude, that's not going to go that way. Uh-oh. They're crazy. And so he finally gets in there, gives them the thing. And the the big gnarly magpie is like, that's not how this is going to work. Like, nah, mm. it ends with him saying, we want the sword. Howard oh, sword. Yeah. So th- he finds himself surrounded by a bunch of creepy little magpies here at the end. And, uh. They're demanding his sword. But Lupe's in the car, so hopefully, you know, she figures out something's going down and comes to the rescue, so. Dude, dude. I love the artwork. I just love the artwork. I'm super stoked to get into this this weekend. I know. Like, look at this this, uh, Horizon artwork right here. Oh, yeah. The coloring on there is rad. Dude, so good. To have an ounce of Tyler Crook's artistic abilities. Dude, is that what, yeah, was that like a sunset or sunrise right there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was super cool. So it's just cool, man, like Lupe finding out more about her background and and how she's came to be where she's at and a little bit more about Howard and just their relationship. So cool, dude. And um, yeah, trying to solve the problem, but kind of creating a bigger problem and these crazy magpies and super cool, man. Nice. I love it. 
Yeah, dude. And then uh, another one I got into was Bloodstained Teeth number five. Yeah, how is dude. it? Is that going? How, are you still enjoying that one? No, man. Uh-oh. Because all the I other ones like, were really rad. Like, I haven't read them, but just from you, like, chatting yeah. about them on here, I w- was loving them. Dude, it feels like I'm reading the same issue again. Oh, no. Like, is it Berserker just, all over? Well, it's weirder than that because it's just like, you know how I told you he's got these sips yeah. and he has to go destroy them. Well, it's like every issue is a different sip and he's going after them trying to end their life and it just kind of blends together. I'm like, didn't we just do this? Mm. You know, there's been like no progression. But you did get to meet this dude, this new guy in here called, I think his name was Mr. Tooth. <laughs> Mr. Tooth? I think so. I think they say, go get me Tooth. Anyway, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Tooth. Tell Mr. Tooth. Anyway, so Mr. Tooth is kind of like a hitman for the, like, vampire firstborns. And so they're trying to put the heat on Sloan, who's, you know, the main vampire who has to kill the Sips. And he's gnarly, bro. He's like, I'd just kill you right now. I don't care. And he's dangling him over a roof to try to, like, get him to, like, realize, you know, start doing your job. Then he goes after this other guy who's like an actor. I mean, the artwork's still rad. I mean, yeah, the artwork does look good. Yeah. And uh, so it's just kind of him going after this other guy. It's like the same deal, dude. But it does end on a cool note where you find out there's this like underground kind of hospital where they're trying to use vampire blood to cure cancer. And I was like, finally, something new. Yeah, they introduced something way different. So. That could be interesting. I, it's got to be something different, though. It can't be him just going after. Like, that could still be going on, but there needs to be, like, something underneath it that's building. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so it sounds like it's just kind of plateaued over the last, like, two or three issues. Kind of hasn't really progressed, yeah. Like, the way I was thinking about it is it's just gotten really stale. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, come that's on. That's a bummer, yeah, because I remember when the first, like, two or three issues you were telling me about, I was, like, loving it. I was like, dude, I'm going to have to pick this up in a trade or something. Yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, actually, you know what? I think this might have been the end of the arc, to be honest with you. I don't remember. What is it? Five? Oh, number six. Number six comes out in November. Yeah, that was five. But, I mean, kind of promising note to end on. I mean, it seems like yeah, maybe they've got cool. a, something else to build up to. Uh, yeah, it was just all right. But another one I got into that I did enjoy, actually, I read today is uh, End After End. Number one, it's a vault comic. Yeah, how uh, was that? Dude, this was cool, man. I wasn't sure what to expect at all. I just kind of picked it up because Frank over at Coffee and a Comic had it on the, the new release uh, page. And I was like, you know what? Let's do a ray and uh, pick up a random one. Nothing to it but to do it. And this one was kind of cool, man. It opens up with uh, Walter William. And he's kind of sitting there in this like train station trying to take a picture of this like gnarly bug slips off the the platform and gets nailed by a bus. <laughs> and like at first, you're not really sure what's going on, right? Because you turn the page and he's like right here. Like you're just like, okay, oh, it looks like, like maybe looking at his dead body. Yeah. And you're That's like, that's kind of cool. Waking up like what's going on? Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's greeted by this gnarly dude with a handlebar stash and uh he's just like thrown into this dude like he doesn't really know he's dead yet right? yeah so he's just talking to this guy and this guy's just telling him like all right we've got to go we've got to go you're heading the wrong direction and like dude he's like in the middle of this huge war 
Oh, that's pretty rad. The art looks really cool. Yeah, I really liked it. And so they're trying. So what ends up happening is that he finds out he kind of realizes he's dead and he's at first he's not believing it. But what it is, is that the best way I could describe is he's in some sort of like purgatory, kind of like this middle spot where I think the way they described it in here is like where you stay until you die here. So you could stay here forever until you finally meet your end here yeah that's Uh, that's why it's called like the end end after end so right now he's an end and then there's like oh yeah 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 that is okay that makes total sense and so he's fighting with these guys and it turns out they're trying to protect this uh girl who walter finds very beautiful and the old dude's like yeah i'm glad you're focusing on the important things but it turns out she's trying to be like captured by dude the artwork on these guys is super cool by these like evil uh spiritual like forces or something kind of um seems like they're trying to capture her and that's kind of it you're just kind of following him through this battle and he's just trying to stay alive right now like he keeps telling himself this can't be real dude those guys look like some like evil like orcs yeah exactly something from lord of the rings they look pretty rad and it's funny because that dude with the handlebar stash is kind of like his tour guide right now but he's so like not giving him all the details. You know what I mean? Like he's so something else very is going inconsistent on, yeah. sort of tour guide. No, nah, he just seems old. Like he's like kind of like, uh, you know, like just this old dude's like, yeah, this is where we are. This is where we've been. This is what we do. You know, he's like <laughs> yeah, not yeah. really like filling it in. It's like his and first so, day on the job and he wasn't trained properly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so it kind of just ends with him finally realizing, you know, where he sort of is. And, uh, you know, that he's in this group of people who are fighting to protect um, this woman who seems like the bad people want to get her for some reason. And uh, what it just ends there. That's like all you're given in this first issue. Hmm. But I kind of liked it. Yeah, I kind of like the premise. Yeah, dude, the premise is super cool. And like, I like what what it effectively does for the reader is it kind of makes me feel like Walter. I, just like lost. he was yeah. just thrown into purgatory and I'm literally just thrown into this story thinking, what is happening? What is going on? Is this real? But it's enough to ground me just like for him to be like, okay, I know where I'm at. Know what's going on. I don't know. I love that. And I want more. Yeah, that's neat. All right. So well, good pickup, dude. I'd, yeah, I'd, re- I'd recommend it. Super, super cool. Nice. Right on, bro. Well, one of the things I've been dying to chat with you about, if uh, if there's nothing else you want to talk about, is uh, we've both been diving into She-Hulk. Yeah, let's do it. I think I covered most of, at least the, my highlights of my, my reading, but um, I was able to get in episode two of She-Hulk. I do kind of like it how it was only 30 minutes. I did kind of want a little more after you know, it was over. I was like, dude, that was quick, but I do like that they're kind of just short. I can get it in real quick. And um, Yeah. yeah what do yeah. you think? Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let me hear it. Dude, I liked it, man. I did too. <laughs> it was I good. Liked, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot better than the first one for sure. And um, dude, there were some parts that were actually really hilarious. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, some of the first, uh, in the first one I said there was like some cheesy joking around, but this one there was some parts where I was busting up. Dude, there was a lot I liked, but really quick, just because I didn't get to tell you kind of like what I felt about, you know, issue one. Oh, yeah, 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 let's go back to Epi 1. Let me see what you Um, thought about that. 
Yeah, well, I was just wanted to talk to you. Like, what'd you think about kind of like the setup for She-Hulk? Like how she became She-Hulk, like kind of what went down? Uh, I, I thought it was a fine sort of explanation for how it happened because it didn't have to like belabor it. It was just like, here's how it happened and we can move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know it's a little bit different than it is in the comic book and the comic book. She has a blood transfusion from Bruce and that's how it happens. But in this one, it kind of is like an accident, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, see, I didn't even know that. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, and I thought it was fine. I liked it. Um, and I like their interaction. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, I like their training montage on the beach when they're on throwing the beach, rocks. Yeah. And he chucks that one. And just kind of like their their play back and forth. Uh, Tatiana, man, I can't remember her last name now. I think her name is pretty hard to pronounce, but she yeah. kills it. She does a great she job. She kills it, man. And she's really good on the comedy beats, I feel like. Like uh, her facial expressions and stuff, like they just crack me up. She's doing such a good job. Um, and I like that we quickly get to establish like, you know, her being a lawyer, how that's working with the She-Hulk thing. Like, I think issue one moved really, episode one moved really fast, but it felt fine to me because I didn't want to hang out there for too long anyway. I kind of want to get into the lawyery thing. So I was like, yeah, like just set the premise and let's move on. So it wasn't the most amazing episode, but I liked it. Yeah. That's what I would say. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed the first episode as well. Um, a few things I didn't like, but um, you know, overall it was enjoyable. But I did, yeah. I really liked uh, episode two. I thought it was a lot better than the first one, for me Dude. at least. Heck yeah, man. Uh, one of the standout things for me um, was when she, she gets home and uh, the kind of the dinner table with the family. Dude. I love the dad, how he starts talking about like, and like at first she gets there and he's like, okay, you know, you're not going to mention the job thing. Just come on in. Let's have dinner. Uh-huh. Like right away, that's out the window. That I thought was hilarious. Her, I don't know if that's her cousin or whatever. And he's talking about his job at Best Buy and just like Game the manager, dude, the banter between like all the family members are just freaking hilarious. And what I started rolling out is the dad. He was like, and you could tell he was super serious. He's like, so now, like, everybody else is kind of, like, still talking in the background. And he's over here just like, this Hawkeye fella, when he (laughs) shoots these arrows, like, it's very irresponsible for him to leave them around. Like, does he go pick them up? Like, dude, I was cracking up, man. Dude, it was really funny, man. And I ended up, like, no surprise to anybody who's listened to any single episode of the comic book layer, but... I love the dad. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. And like, I thought that, uh, like this was kind of like, to me, not a surprising sort of dad arc here. I heard a little bit of critiques to like, here he is, like he opens up, right? Like he's like, Hey, we're not going to do this thing. You know, we're not going to talk about the superhero thing. Sits down, starts being part of it, like talking about the superhero <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. and then pulls her aside to make sure she's okay, which I want to talk about in a second. To me, that's kind of like what dads do, man. Like, they're, like, reassuring. They kind of join in on the fun, and then they're like, hey, you know what? I should check make sure she's all right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't, like... Being genuine. It didn't... Yeah, it didn't seem, like, a stretch to me. But then I love it when he pulls her aside to check on her, and their interaction that they had in the garage was just this, like, really heartfelt thing. And I thought his advice to her was solid, dude. Like, I loved it. Yeah. I thought that whole scene was cool. Um... Like I said, I laughed. Um, I, I really enjoyed that scene. I thought it was funny. 
Yeah, what do you think about Abomination and his haikus? Dude, Abomination, I thought it was cool, man. I liked, like, dude, another hilarious scene, like, she goes to the prison to visit Abomination. She still doesn't know if she's going to take him on as a, a client or not, right? Because there's a conflict of interest there with um, him and Hulk and, you know, whatever. But she gets there and, like, the the prison officer, the, the, the guard or whatever, he was, like, super serious, dude. Yeah, he was. And uh, she busts out of Silence of the Lambs quote and i'm cracking up and he didn't think it was funny at all dude he's like this is prison (laughs) i know another thing that i thought was really funny she's calling bruce to make sure it's okay for her to take on abomination as a client and uh he's like i was a different guy then because literally it was played by ed norton yeah literally (laughs) a complete different guy (laughs) A different guy, 100%. And I just started laughing at that part. And, that was uh, funny, I yeah. thought that their interaction was really was really cool. Uh, they do have this kind of like brother-sister uh, give and take back and forth that I think is uh, super cool and fun. And they're joking and their kindness to each other. And I mean, I guess I was a little surprised by Bruce's quickness to be like, go for it, you know? Yeah, I kind of was too. I thought he would be a little hesitant, but he was just like, I got a haiku from him and I think we we squashed it pretty much is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny though, dude. I'm yeah. not going to lie. What yeah. <laughs> Those freaking haikus. Yeah, I got a little haiku from him. <laughs> so funny. But dude, it ends on a gnarly note, man. Dude, yeah. Um, so she decides to take the job, right? And um, flips on the old TV and we get a little flashback to Shang-Chi. What'd you think? No? Super cool. Super cool. I love that part. Yeah. Are you talking about a different part than me? No. I mean, are you talking about the part where Abomination's like going on a rampage and beating people up? Yeah, because that's how it ends, right? She she takes the job, calls her boss, and is like, I'll take it. And he's like, all right, great. But, you know, you might want to flip on the TV. And then it shows like... That happened in Shang-Chi? Yeah, you don't remember that? No, I do not. So that scene where Abomination is on TV, he's fighting uh, Wong in that cage match in Shang-Chi. Because when, oh, when, interesting. He, when the, uh, the character, when Shang-Chi goes to find, he, he's looking for his sister, right? Him and the chick, his girlfriend or his friend, they go to that underground fight ring and he's looking for his sister. And when they walk in, Abomination is fighting Wong in there. And then after the fight's over, they win all this money and him and Wong are buddies. Like they weren't really fighting each other, you know? And he's like, here, let me send you back to where you got to go. And he opens a portal and Abomination takes off or whatever. Shoot. I did not know that. Yeah. So So that's that's interesting. So that sets up the timeline for She-Hulk to be right at the same time as Shang-Chi. Yeah. And so that also, because I think everybody too was a little like, where did Abomination come from out of the blue, you know, and Sean, like he was just randomly thrown in there. And so that kind of, I think maybe fills that gap. Like, yeah, you know, Wong went and got him out. They were making money. They were just doing it to make money. It seemed like, you know, dude, that's cool. I didn't realize that was from, from Shang-Chi. That's crazy. Yeah. They're I just- kept hearing people talk about it and, uh, I was like, what? All right. I was wondering why you were confused. I was like, wait a second. Did we watch the same episode? <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, 
My buddy Rob sent me um, an, a couple of things on some Easter eggs, and another one I didn't even notice, and but he sent me a still shot when she's like looking for jobs. Like one of the little ads on the computer, it says like um, "Man with Metal Claws is fighting at a bar," and it's like like that's Wolverine, you know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so who knows if he's going to ever get in, introduced like into the MCU or if that was just a funny Easter egg or what, but I thought that was kind of yeah. neat. One of the things I was kind of hoping for, because I knew they were bringing in Daredevil, and I don't know kind of the time frame of when that all worked its way out and how they decided to put him in She-Hulk, but um, I was kind of hoping that like Foggy Nelson or somebody would call her up and be like, <laughs> hey... We've oh, got a yeah. great opening for a job for you. And she says no. Yeah, that would be cool. That's funny. I didn't even uh, think about that. We need to get some foggy, some foggy Nelson back. Dude, that would be hilarious. I didn't even think about that. Also, I I, I did read too, and um, I didn't know this. I guess in like all these, I don't know if it's every single episode or some of them, but they all have like these little QR codes throughout the episode, and you can scan them and, you know, it'll tell you. Like, I'm not super into doing that. But <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm just in there just to, you know, to sit down and chill for 30 minutes. I'm not going to have my phone out looking for QR codes to scan. <laughs> but I guess there's dude, a bunch. Do you know Moon Knight had the same yeah, thing? Yeah, right? Moon Knight had them, She-Hulk, I think Miss Marvel. Um, dude, I to be honest, I don't even notice those silly things, bro. I didn't notice it either until somebody posted it and I was like, oh. But it was like in Moon Knight, it was like a free issue digital comic or something. And I'm ne- like moving forward. I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not the type of guy to be like, all right. Where, <laughs> where the QR? I, I, yeah, I got to pause it right when a QR pops up. Like, I don't know. Uh, but not my jam either. But hey, if you're interested, they're in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting you down if you're into that. I'm super stoked that you are because then all I have to do is read about it. And I don't have to you know ah, get right, my phone yeah, up yeah. to scan it. <laughs> You get to benefit from their being into it. <laughs> yeah. So win-win. So we appreciate you. Right on. QR scanners. So, yeah. All in all, dude, I wasn't expecting to really like it at all. So the fact that I uh, enjoyed it, and like I told you at the end of uh, episode two, if uh, like I agree with you in the long run, like it is kind of nice to have these 30-minute episodes, but it kind of like took me by surprise. I was kind of like, oh, I want more. Yeah. Like, so. And I feel the same way. Like, Episode one was eh. If episode two would have been like on par with episode one, I would probably be like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to watch it anymore, but I liked episode two, so I'm going to keep watching them. Yeah. I just know that whenever I get my next job, if someone doesn't bring me a basket that has a map with the best bathroom to take a poop in, I'm going to be very disappointed. Bro. (laughs) I don't know how, if this is going to be a little TMI or not. And we can cut you it out. You got your own map, dude. I am that guy making a map because, <laughs> dude, you know me. Like I do not like pooping anywhere else <laughs> besides my house. And dude, when I worked at the, the hospital, I worked at. I worked at a hospital for like four years. Dude, I searched that place out for like the most deserted area of the hospital, bro. <laughs> Or like when certain wings would shut down when we didn't have a lot of patients, I'd be like, bro, 3A is closed right now. If you need to go to the restroom, that's the spot to do it. Oh my gosh, dude. That's <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, shout out to that dude for looking out. I could have yeah, used he- him at multiple jobs in the past. <laughs> 100%. 
<laughs> That's hysterical, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, I liked it. I think that the uh, actress Tatiana's doing a uh, doing a really good job, dude, uh, as She Hulk. So I'm in for for this for now. Right on. Yeah. Same same with me. I'm glad you liked it. And um, yeah, it'll be cool to see what she does. See what other clients she gets, or if it's just gonna be like abomination the whole time and dealing with other stuff that pops up. Um, yeah, could be cool. Right on, man. Well, uh, what's got your eye for next week? Well, dude, I'll be honest with you, man. The stack that you sent me, I haven't even maybe got a quarter of the way through it. So I got a ton of reading to do there. All the, did you like Jeff Lemire fan club? You sent me a ton (laughs) of stuff. And, uh, Frank's comment on your Instagram was funny. I know, dude. I was busting up. I was like, can you tell who his favorite is? <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as new releases next week, um, Ant-Man issue two comes out. Still looking forward to that one. I, I liked issue one. Uh, left off in a cool note. So I'm going to pick that one up. That's like, I don't have a lot of Marvel on my pull list. And so that one is on there. Pretty stoked on that. Um, for those who picked up Gambit, Gambit issue two is coming out. Also next week. That's one I wanted to get, but I ended up not grabbing it. Um, I'm sure there's still time I can pick up volume one and or issue one and issue two. Shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Well, I did pick up Ant Man number one, so I'm oh, did grab you? number two. Yeah, I do have it. Nice. So. Yeah, you have to let me know. Uh and then the only other like one that's really caught my eyes, Blink number two. Remember, I was telling you about the first issue of that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that comes out, and then um, I remember I talked to you about the All Nighter, uh, yep, Chip yep. Zdarsky. He's got another new issue of that coming out on Comicsology uh, number nine. Where you? I don't actually have an unlimited subscription there anymore, so I'll be trade waiting on it. Yeah. But anybody who has an, a Comixology Unlimited, that'd be a cool one to read. Yeah, and I remember you talking about the All-Nighter. That's one I want to pick up as well. That sounds like a fun one to read. It was fun, dude. I liked it. And then for collections, we've got New Burn number one. I think you should pick up New Burn number one. Uh, super cool. Uh, then we've got the Wastelanders trade paperback. I haven't read these, but I did get into the Wastelanders kind of like audio productions on um, Marvel's Apple podcast sort of subscription thing. Uh, and I liked all of them, honestly. They're not amazing, but they were fun. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming out. Could be cool. And then we've got the Neverlanders uh, graphic novel coming out by Tom Taylor. I remember I got the free comic book day issue of this. Mm. And it was fun. Yeah. So it might be worth checking out. Hey, are you still um, on board with the, the Ocean Will Take Us? Dude, yeah, I've got the neck the I've got like three and four, I think, or four yeah. and five sitting here yeah, waiting to five be read. Comes out next week. I didn't know. I I know you were keeping up with that, but I I'm sure you have so much in your stack. Bro, I gotta send you a picture, man. It's getting a little unwieldy. Yeah, you're gonna my have stack to like to shame. We're gonna have to like string together two hangings just for me to like put a dent in this thing. Yeah. But um, but uh, one of the other, a couple other things I wanted to mention really quick before we bounce out um, was I watched Sandman oh, on yeah. Netflix. You got through the whole series already? Got through the whole thing. Dude, I liked it, man. A yeah? Lot. It's super slow, uh, but not in a bad way. It's just a slower show. It's just and, yeah, uh, a lot of story building or what? Yeah, and just 
a lot of interplay and dialogue and uh, character development. And uh, dude, it's super cool, super fun. Never read the comic, so you know if there's reasons to not like it because it's not faithful to the comic, don't get mad at me. I just thought it was a fun show. <laughs> and um, the other thing is, dude, a bit of news that I think is interesting since it's kind of a light week. Something else to look forward to. And it's for you, too, because I know you just got done reading a Jason Aaron one that you really liked, that Men of Wrath. Yeah. he's He just announced a new thing he's doing with Boom called Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. I saw and the this, cover for it, I think. Yeah, it sounds really rad. So he says it's a story of... Two lifetimes full of wild, unbridled love and the joy of suffering, pleasure and horror and healing and scarring that come with it, all as lived in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. It's a, He says it's a Wes Anderson meets Mad Max. Uh, and it just looks super cool and super fun. I guess it's going to be three arcs, five issues each with like different artists, I think, on each one. And uh, just looks cool. And I think Jason Aaron's a really good writer. So I'm excited. I could be in for that. Yeah. And then another one, dude, that I think you're going to be stoked by. It just sounds like something. I don't know why. I, maybe because like you're into detective stuff and the spy stuff is kind of, a, you know. Yeah, yeah. Up your alley. And I think Ross would probably be into this, too. Ross! Uh, Matt Kent has a new thing coming out uh, through his uh, imprint over at Dark Horse Flux House that he's doing with his wife, Charlene, called Spy Superb. Dude, listen to the description of this. Superb is described as an offbeat mystery thriller about a secret organization that has developed a spy so perfect that the person doesn't even know they are a spy. (laughs) Dude, I'm in. Matt Kent is rad too. I'm in. Yeah. So I'll put a link to both of those in our show notes if you're interested in in checking out more descriptions and some artwork teasers on those. Uh, But I'm stoked for both of those. Dude, me too. Especially the last one, bro. Spice. No, me too. Heck yeah. Yeah. Sounds so much fun. Yeah, that sounds like a fun read for sure. Well, right on, man. What do we got going on next week here on the show? Bro, next week we're diving into um, one from uh, TKO, uh, Sarah. Yeah. And um, super stoked on this. Haven't read it yet. Um, pumped on it. I actually just got it in the mail. Um and it's a big old trade, man. It's like oversized. Yeah, TK puts e- out those oversized. I wasn't expecting that. So it's super nice. Um, I can't wait to get through get through it this week and um, chat about that one with you. Heck yeah, man. I'm stoked too. I've heard it's really, really good. So uh, stoked about that. If you do subscribe to our newsletter, which I suggest you do, I apologize for the if you were expecting this episode <laughs> uh, to be our BO dub on Sarah. Uh, going forward, I'll make sure to, to make sure that's all good. But, uh, yeah, next week is Sarah. So I'm stoked, man. Yeah. It'll be a fun one. Cool, dude. Well, how can people keep up with us and, uh, everything we're doing, man? We got a lot going on, man. I think, I think there's a lot of ways to keep in contact with us. Dude, definitely. I think the best way though is, uh, subscribe to our show for sure. Do us a favor, leave us a review. It would really help us out. And, uh, we love to hear from you on what you guys think. Um, also, over on our Instagram at the Comic Book Lair, you can see everything we're we're reading, what we're watching, um, what we've got coming up, and then we have a link tree there that'll take you over to like our Discord and um, also our our website where you can just subscribe to our newsletter. And um, so yeah, if you want to um, ever jump in on the conversation and meet a bunch of cool people, head over to our Discord and sign up. And um, yeah, jump in the conversation over there. We'd love to hear from you. Heck yeah, man. Anyways, keep reading comics. 
Cowabunga, nerds.